Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with the digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus 44-1273-733-433, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact, or you can talk to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the website. They'd be happy to help. Now, today I'm joined by Benjamin Shapiro, host of MarTech Podcast and founder of Ben J. Shap LLC. Benjamin, how are you doing? Andy, what's up? Thanks for having me as your guest. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And um, I have to ask, you're, you're down in, is it California? Suburbs of San Francisco, Northern California. Is it sunny? Uh, beautiful today. High of 77 degrees Celsius. Wow. Fahrenheit. Actually, Fahrenheit. Fa- Celsius would be really, really high. Yeah. Yes, it would be pretty hot if it was Celsius. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we touched, uh, I think we touched 27 today. So we're slightly warmer than California, uh, but we've, we, it's yeah, just a, a weird thing that's we high. do. Yeah. We've we just got this, this, this little bit of uh, hot air coming up from the continent. It happens now and again, but don't worry, we'll be back to grey and rain probably by the end of next week. <laughs> well, you know, why change a good thing? Well, why change a good thing? So let's start. I'm sure a lot of our listeners might already know you because you host the MarTech podcast, which is huge, a huge podcast. Uh, but just for those that don't, and just generally, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got to be the host of the MarTech podcast and what you've been up to. Absolutely. Um, I've had... I guess about a 15-year career in marketing, uh, roundabout way from working in door-to-door sales through an agency. I landed at eBay, spent about seven years there, worked at a couple early-stage startups, ran my own startup. And at some point after all those experiences, I decided I had enough of the prerequisite skills in marketing to be able to go out on my own. And so I've been an independent marketing consultant for about four years, meaning I work for myself and I help early and growth stage companies figure out who they're trying to reach with their marketing efforts and how to do it. And as part of that business, I decided I was going to create a content asset called the MarTech Podcast to show that my consulting practice had some sort of expertise in the area of using technology to help people market their businesses or services. Hmm. 
And lo and behold, after launching the MarTech podcast and spending a couple months producing the content, the original plan was that it was going to be a lead generation tool for my consulting business. And the audience grew and grew and grew. And I felt that there was a bigger opportunity to create and manage a content business than I would uh, trying to get people to be consulting clients. And so for the last 16 months, I've been building the MarTech podcast and we've onboarded a, a, a bunch of sponsors. And now it's my, basically my full-time job is to talk to other great marketers about their tips and techniques and career paths and trying to share those insights with the rest of our audience. It's an interesting story, actually. And it's, I've heard this before where podcasts sort of start and they they almost get a life of their own, don't they? So you were mentioning that you started your podcast as a sort of a possibly a lead feed for your business, but it became something in its own right. Can you just ex- expand on that slightly? Because I, I find that quite fascinating. How, how, in what way did it sort of become its own thing? Well, you know, the problem, I'll take it back to why I launched the content asset as a promotional vehicle for consulting. Running an independent business is wonderful, right? Being a consultant and working on your own provides a lot of flexibility and a lot of uncertainty at the same time. And so I can tell you at the end of the year, roughly how much money I was going to make and how much I was going to work. But what I couldn't tell you is what I would, how hard or how much income I'd be making next month. Yeah. It sort of averages out over a long period of time, but the ups and downs became challenging for me to manage when I was, uh, you know, raising a, a young family. And so I wanted to create an asset that would help me smooth out the revenue curve. And my thought was, if I had more visibility and more reach, mm-hmm. I would get more leads. And more leads equals more opportunities. And more opportunities means either more consistent business for me or the ability to hand other people projects and then take a cut as the middleman or as the advisor of the project. So that was the original intent was I just needed to raise my visibility to help my consulting business. And I said what I was going to do, and I'm a firm believer that you have to give marketing channels enough time to mature before you try to monetize them. And so I said I was going to take three months and all I was going to do was try to produce really high quality content to see if people were interested in listening to my show. Mm. So after three months, I you know, said, I want to reach a thousand downloads a month. And we were actually closer to 3000 downloads a month. Wow. And so since we were so ahead of pace and I'm happy to kind of describe some of the marketing channels that we used early on, we were ahead of pace and said, look, you know, this is outperforming my expectations. I'm not going to mess with a good thing. I'm going to keep investing into this platform and I'm not going to try to monetize it. I'm just going to try to grow the audience. So I, I stayed focused on growth. And I said I was going to do it for another six months and try to get to 10,000 downloads a month. Yeah. And that ended up being something that we hit after uh, nine months of running the podcast. And then I made the decision to try to monetize in a different way through sponsorships as opposed to lead generation. So, you know, I, I, that's kind of the story of how I became a, a podcast host. It was, yeah. you know, I wanted people to know who I was so they'd hire me. And then I just felt like there was enough people that were listening to the content and consuming it and sharing it that it was better suited to be its own independent thing as opposed to something specifically tied to my consulting business. And we'll come back to the podcast in a minute, but I just wanted to talk about, just for a few minutes, about um, you, you mentioned that you started this podcast, you'd done quite a few things 
prior to that. And there's a lot of our listeners out there that are sort of, they're probably already in a career, but some of them might be looking to find a career as a marketer. And I just wonder what your thoughts are on that, because... Uh, I mean, they, they, they could immediately look at podcasting, but do you think, uh, you know, people have to sort of explore things and find out the best sort of channel, the best sort of career as, as a marketer? How do you think it, how do you think it goes? I can only speak to my experience, which is, you know, more about introspection and understanding what are the natural abilities that you have and what are the interests that you have yeah and whatever those are you need to think about how they can be applicable in marketing and what area of specialty you want to take on i'll give you an example you know i i'm just a talker and you know i am not a data scientist i i I, you know know enough math to be dangerous and i'm not an artist all right i am not specifically focused on creative but i have a lot of interest in terms of the psychology of marketing and the way that it's communicated. And so when you think about somebody who's naturally verbose like I am and, you know, wants to understand how things work and have that sort of like, I don't know whether it's an engineering mindset, but the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the need to break things open and kind of understand the, the, how the machine is put together, yeah. you know, you put those pieces together and, and it sounds like that's somebody who should talk to a lot of people about how multiple different channels work. And that's, what I've done as a the post of the MarTech podcast, I think that you have to be honest about who you are as opposed to think about specifically what are the hot job titles. Three years ago, the hot job title was growth hacker, yeah. right? Now, yeah. it, you know, now it might be ABM specialist. You need to think about who you are and what you do best and think about how that can be applied into the broader context of connecting businesses and consumers. And that's really what marketing is. Yeah. So to go back to your podcast, just remind us, uh, what year did it start? How long has it been going? started last year. We're in month 16. So not, not very old, but uh, you know, in podcast terms, I guess that makes us like a teenager. Yeah. And the growth has been phenomenal, hasn't it? What's, uh, what's it sort of grown to roughly? Yeah. Um, last month, we hit 42,000 downloads per month, which is kind of the metric that people benchmark most podcasts. Again, I'm not a huge fan of thinking about podcast value in terms of downloads. Yeah, What I think is important is how many people are listening and how much frequency. And so some of the metrics that I look at is uh, there's been a little over 20,000 households. So roughly the number of people that have listened to our podcast in the last few months, basically this quarter. Mm. And uh, I look at things like the average consumption time and the subscriber rate. So about 88% of the people who listen to our show are subscribers and they listen for about an hour and a half a month. So that's kind of the the KPIs that I look at in terms of podcast health. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing because podcasting, I mean, it's been around since, oh, was it 2005-ish? I think it first kicked off and it's there was a lot of hype in, in the early days and then it grew quite fast and it seemed to have a bit of a I think it just paused to have a drink or something in the, in the sort of mid noughties and then it sort of or, or late noughties and then it sort of got a bit of a second wind more recently uh or at least some people think it did what do you I mean what do you think is happening with podcasting at the moment I think we're seeing explosive and exponential growth in the podcast industry mm. and I think that the Reason why, um, I think there's really two or three factors. Um, first, mobility, right? Everyone has a smartphone, and so it goes without saying 
the ability to consume data uh, and, and information wherever you are is a lot easier. And so that started, you know, five years ago or however long ago podcasting started is probably 10 years now. Mm. Um, but I do think that the invent of the AirPods and the, you know, the easier way to get speakers and audio into your ear that is less obtrusive is the reason why podcasting has had a big, you know, growth spike. Um, and it's also been integrated into more, you know, devices. Like you can listen to podcasts in your car now. And the last thing is, you know, the, the Netflixification of content where people used to think about content being consumed in real time. You know, you would go and sit in front of your TV at five o'clock for the news. Nobody does that anymore. Mm. Very few people, mm. right? Everything is consumed on demand. And so that happened with video first. And now that trend is starting to trickle down into audio content as well. So people have a computer with them in their pocket. They have headphones they could put in easily. People are used to listening to or consuming content where they want and, you know, whatever they want. And so those are the factors to me that are making podcasts more easily consumable, which, you know, leads to this exponential growth we're seeing. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to ask you a really annoying question now, Benjamin, because pe- people must ask you this all the time. But what's the secret? I'm, to- I'm ready to be annoyed. <laughs> Stand by. What's the secret to your phenomenal growth in your podcast, do you think? I don't know if there is any one secret. When you think about podcast growth, there's four things you need to consider, right? Organic growth, virality, what paid marketing channels you have and what partnerships you can use. Mm. So, you know, we do a nice job of SEO optimization or app store optimization. That's our titles, the title of our podcast. We incent our guests to share the content. One of the things that I feel like is not popular in the podcast space and is something that we've done a lot is actually buying media to promote the podcast. I'll give you one silver bullet if I have to. Mm. There's a platform that I love. I'll preface it with I have a referral relationship. So if you use them, tell them I sent you. <laughs> but uh, the platform is called Knit, K-N-I-T, Knit.audio. And it is a dynamic ad insertion platform that's a marketplace. Mm-hmm. So we run a lot of ads at the end of other podcasts, um, like uh, CNN podcast, the NBA, Bleacher Report, Turner. They have all of these really premium shows. And I can go and place a bid to have my ad run at any placement. So at the end of the Anderson Cooper podcast, mm. and he's a political commentator in the United States for anybody that isn't familiar with Anderson Cooper, millions of listeners per day. At the end of his show, you'll hear my voice say, are you ready for your next great podcast? If you're interested in learning how great businesses grow, check out the MarTech podcast. Here's a 15-second sample of the content. You can find it by searching martech podcast in any app store go to martechpod.com we pay for that media so we have a paid growth strategy just like you would if you were selling something in an e-commerce business but we just try to meet the customers where they are and since we're looking for podcast listeners they're listening to podcasts and that's where we advertise so you know the, the last thing is partnerships who do you know and how can you get them to talk about your show so the combination of those four things to me is the really you know the the secret sauce of podcast growth yeah well, thanks for those tips. Anyway, now, podcasting is just like one of many marketing channels. I hate using that word channel, <laughs> but, but I'll use it anyway. Marketing channel. And I was just wondering... Medium. Was, a medium. There's a better word, yeah. Marketing medium. 
No, let's call it channel. I prefer channel. Um, channel. What I was thinking was, that it's one of many channels, but do you see a sort of commonality between the different uh, sort of marketing channels? I suppose in a way this relates to the question I asked earlier about finding a, a career fit as a marketer. Do you think there's a sort of golden thread that runs through, d- doesn't matter what the channel is? 100%. The secret that I think most marketers don't think about. They get into running a business and trying to promote their business and they come up with the assumption that they know what channels it should be. I'm doing an e-commerce business, so I'm just going to run a bunch of Facebook ads and boy, I hope that works. Or I'm going to buy AdWords and I'm just going to try to optimize for that channel. And one thing that you know most marketers, mostly new marketers overlook is trying to understand who their customers are and talk to them and ask them where they're looking for information about your brands or services. If I had any advice for anybody that's starting in marketing is go find 10 customers who have already purchased your product Mm. or 10 people that have engaged with your website and spend a half an hour talking to them about what the problem they're trying to solve is, why they're trying to solve it, where they want to find information about it, and what information are they looking for, and what are the different options that they are considering. If you can get the answers to those questions, you'll be amazed at how much people are going to tell you the answers to the quiz you're trying to take, which is, how should I put my copy together? What channel should I be using? How much frequency should I be putting into this? You know, like they'll give you all of the variables you're trying to figure out when you're running your Facebook campaign in terms of what's the reach I want to have. Mm. Hey, I, I want to be told about this. Yeah, once a week feels like it's right. Now, what's the message you're trying to get out? Just go talk to the people that are interested in your products or services, and they will give you the answer and tell you how they want to be marketed to. And then it's just a product of being able to go do that. Well, thank you so much, Benjamin, for coming on. How can our uh, listeners find out more about the the MarTech podcast, but also about uh, Ben J. Shap LLC? Yeah. um, uh, First off, I appreciate you having me as a guest on the show. I I love your approach to podcasting, and I think that you're doing it right in the sense of short-form, frequent content. Oh, thanks, Ben. We do a very similar thing. You're welcome. We do a very similar thing at the MarTech podcast. We are a daily show that covers a different topic every day. Um, And so if you're looking for 15 to 20 minute snippets, just to try to get a little bit more up to date in various marketing channels, B2B, B2C, any type of marketing channel, you can go to martechpod.com or you can look in any app store for the Martech podcast. Um, If you're you're interested in getting in touch with me, you can go to benjshap.com and that's, you know, kind of the easiest way. There's a form to fill out on the website and you can find more about my background if you're interested in that brilliant thanks benjamin and thanks everyone the show notes will be in the usual place or are in the usual place sitevisibility.co.uk slash im podcast if you're enjoying the show please leave us a review that will be good Uh, questions and suggestions to podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk you can tweet at sitevisibility we have a site visibility group on linkedin that's all from me andy and it's all from benjamin Love your work, Andy. Thanks for coming on, Benjamin. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. 
flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.